It's the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Ullman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. Are we live from a cruise ship? <laughs> that sounded like a cruise ship announcer that time. Maybe. Somewhere. I wish we were. Uh, we should take the 10 to 1 Caribbean podcast. Re- resorts and retreats. Good. Is that one it of took them? you too long, I guess. Is that one of them? I, yeah, don't, know. I don't know. Disney Dream. Yeah. Car- Carnival Cruise Line. Car- there you go. There, yeah. Hey, hey, Nate. How Ooh. are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm great, man. Brad, how are you? Do you think they have podcasts recorded on cruise ships? Absolutely. Have you, have you heard Under Down Under? I wonder if they the have Australian like- Australian below decks podcast maybe they have like a like a local podcast like just on board the ship like telling you about stuff and if you you know like people you download every day like oh we should go down to floor nine they got a comedy show down there i mean there has to be podcasts from because there's there's like a whole like uh shows right reality shows hey welcome back to yachts of fun Mm. where cruise ships (laughs) i can't even say it (laughs) i was so hung up on yachts of fun palm cruise oh i like it that would anyway, be that, that would be my ooh, a podcast away. Hey, if, ah, uh, for the listeners, know, are, that might be bad. Kinda, yeah, they wouldn't. You yeah, know, you don't want to. You're make, gonna get that on Royal Caribbean. You want to make people think about. You're not yeah. gonna get that on Princess of the Seas. You're gonna get that on Royal. <laughs> Our Caribbean. listeners are getting top top end comedy right now. <laughs> well, this goes hand in hand with the cruise sketch from this episode of Saturday Night Live. Oh, We're really tying on. things together, Nate. Get on our level. This is a 10 to 1 podcast, a show where we uh, review and recap every new episode of Saturday Night Live, at least for the past year and a half. I guess. <laughs> uh, we just started season 48. Uh, this podcast began with season 47 uh, previous year, and now we're just, we're just moving right through this new season. This is the third episode of season 48, hosted by Megan the Stallion, pulling double duty as host and musical guest this time. And uh, we're just going to get right into uh, the episode, I Pulling think. Right, guys? Double booty duty. Oh, that is true. Oh, she did do a lot of a double lot of booty, booty duty. Stuff in the booty. Speaking of stuff in the booty, <laughs> cold opening, January 6th. The January 6th committee Keenan Thompson, Mikey Day, Heidi Gardner, Andrew Dismukes, Michael Longfellow gives their closing statements for investigation of attack of the Capitol. Um, we get back to some political sketches to open the show. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think? Well, you know, it's uh, it's been a while, I think, since we've, since we've gotten top-notch, you know, typical political satire from SNL. Um, and I think that we, we'll, we will all agree that this was absolutely a return to them being shitty. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I do have a question because I was thinking about what, when I was watching this, I thought about this question. Did you guys actually watch the hearings from this day? I, I have seen some of the highlights. I didn't watch like the entire okay. C-SPAN all day. That, that, kind of well, thing. that's Who what I was wondering. Time? Like, Yeah. Uh, well. Well, I mean, if you... If you're, uh, yeah, what nerd has time to watch C-SPAN all Who day? keeps up with current events? <laughs> what are you, my dad? Well, you know what? I was watching a C-SPAN all day. They're making fun of some things that I'm going to guess 99% of America did not see. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, because the stuff that they did highlight, I feel like they did what came out in like the highlights that you would see like on the evening news or on CNN. Like they, they, they have the whole thing that airs, obviously, but then later on throughout the day, They'll replay the bits that were like the most important, and like you'll see clips emerge online and stuff like that. And so, like for me, who didn't w- sit there and watch the entire you know trial all day while I was working, like I recognized everything that was happening here that came from whether it was you know the Daily Show or you know any any of all that stuff. So, there's a couple things I did like about this sketch. So James Austin Johnson is always great. Like his Trump still isn't old to me. It's still good every yeah. time. 
He does The it. jokes that they did for Trump, though, felt This time was different. Stale. Like, the, was fact that, like, the fact that they handed him a Diet Coke while he's sitting on the toilet, yep. it's like, what, what is this, like three years ago, you know? Yeah, I, I get that. But his impression itself just Absolutely. is always just flawless. Yeah. And so- He didn't um, seem like he was having more fun than usual. As the whoever the, he played, it was mm-hmm. like he was he was literally enjoying himself on yep. screen. And usually he'll play that in a game show role or something. He'll have fun with it. But he's pretty much a straight man or, or a dry man in, in most of these. And he he really did look like he was like kind of bemused at, at the entire situation. So I think something was going on. Either other cast members were making him laugh or something. It was a little different than normal. Yeah. Sarah Sherman, I thought, was hilarious. Yes. As Chuck Schumer. I, oh, God, yeah. yes. Um, Absolutely. If you did watch any of the clips, Chuck Schumer at the insurrection in these video clips that were taken by Nancy Pelosi's daughter comes across pretty much just like that. Yeah. Like, like dude, what, what do you, like, Nancy Pelosi's handling everything right now, and you're just like, there's this one clip, and it's not even SNL, it's a real clip. Um, and she's like, well, I just talked to the vice president. And he goes, and I just talked to the vice president elect. And she's like, Okay. <laughs> it was so painful to watch. It yeah. was so awkward. I thought Chloe Feynman was fine as Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. They they had a good dynamic. They they riffed off each other, even though it's a scripted show, obviously. Yep. But knowing when to come in on your line and when to step on each other, even if it's scripted, you don't rehearse that over yep. and over and over and over again. They did a really good job. But Adam Kinzinger role, that, that wasn't funny to me. Everything else pretty much wasn't funny. Yeah, um, they do that thing where they like, you know, uh, the guy from, he's a character in the movie Smile. Yeah. You know, th- yep. there's a little bit of pop culture. Adam Schiff. Yeah. Yep, that stuff. Which again, I feel like for things to be funny, they need to at least be kind of what they're like, or you can see how they can mock it that way. It's really not Adam Schiff. Like, I, think, I just didn't get I that I think joke. that one of the, the who did uh, Dismukes play? Kinzinger. Kinzinger. So didn't he look down at his nameplate? Because I'm... Yeah, yeah, and I thought I thought that was clever. I think that's a fun joke. Am yeah. I wrong? I, I, I it just, was okay. I didn't laugh at anything Dismukes did, not because Dismukes wasn't good. You take that back. No, he's my baby. Sketch. He's my little just in the baby sketch. Boy. I didn't think it. Moving on, monologue by Megan Lee Stallion, written by Alex English and Jake Nordwin. First time host Megan Lee Stallion talks about different names she goes by and her love of acting. So why did they choose to just not write jokes? Like, like, serious. I'm not. That sounds like a shitty thing to say, but there was nothing even designed as a joke. There, it was very much like, like I'm a confident person. Here's what I've done, and we're gonna rule the world or whatever. Yeah, it and it's like, but it that's not what a comedy monologue is supposed to be. I thought. I, I, am I missing something? Here? It didn't hit for me either. Yeah, uh, you know, I just like. There's a part of her profile that is in itself like amusing like the attitude that she has sure. and like and like her her sassiness and like this this swagger with the way she carries herself and i think like for her i think th- this felt like it was just tailored to like people who already knew her and people that were her fans there was no real way of like her introducing herself to people who weren't already familiar with her um or like doing anything that was like 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 i mean there was no like i i don't know how to say like what was a joke there like there really wasn't any like punchline <laughs> no exactly it wasn't designed not, that not way. even in a mean way but just like it's not written as a funny thing it's just written as her talking and acknowledging you know like the the, the names that she goes by and, but without really telling us anything about her <laughs> and i and I, this might sound reductive but i i think that the last time that i remember was reminded of a monologue that says but it was actually funny was when tiffany haddish uh, was there 
because when she w- she hosted, she wore the same dress over and over, and that was kind of the shtick that they did during her monologue. Yeah. And she definitely still had that, you know, confident like, "This is who I am. I'm here now. I'm successful. Eat it, everybody." Yeah, w- which Megan did as well. But then with Tiffany's, there was actual jokes to back it up. And but this she's time, a comedian. I mean, no, and I get that too. Yeah. But it, this is a comedy show. Yeah. So like, what? you have writers. What? what? Well, I mean, you're talking to half the country, and they're like, "Wow, no, it's not." But the idea here is you have professional top of their game comedy writers and you just you had this instead which i get it for about half the time let her you know explain explain to her uh what are the, the hotties yeah the hotties, hotties. uh you know hottie, 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 yeah, hottie, hottie. Have, have some fun there but then write a joke or two where's not... the only part that was like seemed like it was meant to be funny was her like preparing to talk about something that was like probably from headlines that i don't know about and then being like i don't know why they took away the hot sauce at popeyes that they named after me but she also said it too fast and it was hard to like understand what she was saying sometimes well did you did you did you understand why she she was like and everyone wants me to talk about the thing did you know what thing they're talking about is it because her house got broken into no she was shot oh recently Mm, the last year i think okay did not know that yeah the trial is like gonna go on okay Okay. the details are sketchy there's a lot of like questions it's very gossipy you know okay so that makes more sense you know was the um, the, the attempt at humor there but you don't know the story i i only know it because i saw it on reddit we've heard from different interviews and things like this and reading some of the behind the scenes stuff for snl and we do know that sometimes the last thing that they do on an episode is the monologue sure um oftentimes on the day of the show it felt that way for me. Like sure. they, they, they had a lot of stuff going on, a lot of sketches. We don't know what to do. This will work. Yeah. You know, it just didn't seem. And good. I will say, if you're pulling double booty duty here and you're singing and you're performing, maybe they didn't really want to have her have to honestly perform those jokes right off the bat. Maybe it was like, let's get her comfortable. Yeah. Let's let her talk about her confidence level and stuff like that. And so there, there could be something to be said for that. Moving on, Hot Girl Hospital, written by Alex English, Gary Richardson, Will Steven, and Devin Walker, his first, I think, writing credit of the season, new cast member. A medical staff, played by Megan Thee Stallion, Ego Nwodum, Punky Johnson, try to help out their community in a preview for a new drama series. Obviously, Hot Girl Summer is a Megan Thee Stallion song, so Mm -hmm. it's playing off of this vibe that Megan Thee Stallion gives. I thought her acting was really actually yeah. great in this sketch. Yeah. But also based on her monologue and her persona yeah. of who she is, like she's not doing much acting here. Like this is very much a an, a slightly exaggerated version of who Megan Thee Stallion is as far as her public persona is concerned. So yeah. like it's funny because it leans into like what she can do best and yep. that kind of thing. But like for me, this was like fine. I wasn't like laughing out loud. Yep. It was it was entertaining. I uh, wish they would have cut to the um like the fast-paced TV coming up next, coming coming real soon. They cut that, and then they cut back to the sketch, and then they cut back to the the pre-tape, and then cut back to the sketch. They did it like four times. Yeah. Do it twice and end the sketch. Again, this is one that went on way Yeah, I thought it went a little long. It was the same kind of thing over and over again. We we talked about that a thousand times, escalation, 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 and this didn't escalate at all. We'll talk about this a little bit later when we get to a different uh, sketch, but did you guys notice Michael Longbottom... Did you notice? His Who's little... Michael Longbottom? Yeah, who is Michael Longbottom? Is it not Michael Longbottom? Is it is it Longfellow? It is Longfellow. Longfellow. Sorry, yeah. 
<laughs> That's so funny. Michael Longbottom is Neville Longbottom's father in the Harry Potter franchise. Is it really? I mean, long, no, I don't know what. Neville's I was father say, that was is, impressive. But... If you didn't know, <laughs> like the family tree of Neville Longbottom. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Robbie Coltrane. Oh, yeah, that's true. Wow, you're getting me sad every time. You're taking this to dark places. All right, so uh, Michael Longfellow, did you notice him in this sketch at all? Did you notice when they cut to him, he's supposed to be at the desk. And he's looking literally at the camera. And then there's like a second there where his eyes just get bigger. Yeah. And he then he goes into He realizes the, like, he's on like, camera. Like, like He was it, waiting for his cue. I didn't put this together until now, but there had to be something behind the cameras yeah, going I didn't, on. Yeah, I didn't notice. Yeah, oh, yeah. So he, he was staring right past the camera. It wasn't looking at yeah, the right, but past it, camera. It's for his cue. Like somebody's going like, and go, yeah. and he he realized. But that the camera maybe, was already on him. Ma- yeah, and camera went too early, and so he went. He was his eyes got so wide, and then he went right into <laughs> like, oh fuck! It, and it, it really did kind of get to him. I think. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. His whole thing didn't work because I could just tell he was the, so just the nervous. nerves, man. Yeah, and I would be too. Oh Jesus, your first time cast member, you've got a line on the show, and wow, you, you know. killed it. The I gotta first tell you, episode. live TV's easy though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, pre-tape, we got brought, written by Allison Gates, Bowen Yang, Celeste Yim. You know, they've been doing these kind of pop culture type of songs now for quite some time. Music videos. Chris Red did a lot of them last season. Mm-hmm. He's not on this season. Obviously, the Lonely Island did them best. Lonely Island did them. Uh, they, they kind of really, I think, brought them to SNL, yeah. would you say? I mean, at least for the most part, I think oh, really yeah, yeah. popularized them. Absolutely. And they've been doing them ever since, but they got kind of popular again when Chris Reb was bringing them. Pete and Davidson like did some too. Pete Davidson yeah. did some really good ones. Really, whenever they had like an actual hip hop artist on, they would they would do it a lot, a lot of times. And it was really interesting because I didn't know who would kind of carry that on. And here we have uh, hip hop aficionado Bo and Yang. I like this. Mantle. I like this a lot. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was, fun. This was, this it was, was a really banger funny. too. Yeah, it, it really it was a good song. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, we've all been there, right? Mm-hmm. We've and SNL shines. I, that's when actually they take, my role on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> SNL shines when they can take something that is so. When you're on broadcast television still today in 2022, and there's a fifty thousand different programs to watch, how do you find your niche? You have to be you you have to be that broad enough to reach so many people. And so when you can delve into comedy that actually does we've it doesn't matter if you're a churchgoer or you are a, a Satanist. True you, to life. You've always you, you've always uh, been that person that's been brought and left yeah. at a party. We've all done it. So when you can strike that chord with everybody, I think that's that I think anybody in America can identify with this and then of course it's a catchy tune. How do you go wrong here? Uh the line probably of the night for me that I laughed the 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 most at was what what's y'all's trauma? <laughs> I just thought it was the funniest thing. Like when uh, she's like it's only 8:05. He's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. It's great. When Bowen, and when Bowen Yang shouts, no! <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Oh, that's my God. Because <laughs> you know that. You, you know exactly. this. You pause in your brain and go, fuck, I say that all yeah, the time to yeah. people. Whenever, I, whenever I'm having a conversation, I want to be done with it, and I don't know what to say. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Everyone does. Everyone does. Yeah, that's nuts. I can't believe that happened. Wow, that's crazy. Wow, that's wow, crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> all right, moving on uh, to the next sketch. Dear, written by Allison Gates, Claire O'Kane. Ken Sublet, uh, things get intense when a dad played by Kenan Thompson can't spot a deer from the window. This is so pointless and ridiculous. I and loved I've, it. I loved it. 
I've lived this moment with it. my father myself. <laughs> Maybe I that's did. why. Maybe that's why I, I like loved it so much. It so much and I it's laughed right, so. No, it's right there, no, Dad. Follow my finger. It, if my if the apex of my finger, imagine my finger's a laser. It's not really a laser. Oh. Yeah, and it had funny. it had great escalation in this. Yes, yeah. yes. Sketch. It got it got absurd. He's got a knife, but in a great way, like yeah. in a like yeah. a, oh geez, it's off the rails way. And, and I, it, I think it's oh. really hard to do silly, absurd escalation. Absolutely. Yeah. And I felt like I feel like this honestly, when Megan The Stallion wasn't doing stuff that was basically just a version of herself, this was the best she was because the way that she kept. Pointing and like pointing like that, and the variation she said like follow the curvature yep. of my really finger. Good. She was great. It was it was so good. And it was so good. She didn't flub a line. And yeah, she, and then she did. Course, she did. She did break later. Yeah, yeah. That's that, fine. And that, and and that was, but I thought it was hilarious. funny. I thought it was funny. Also, uh, they went from you know a photoshopped uh, video of uh, the the bunny rabbit on top of the deer or whatever, and then of course they on purpose have the worst looking puppet deer. <laughs> oh yeah, which the is puppetry just, was so great That's though. amazing. And then I think my favorite part of the sketch was, was if I turn around and it's not right behind me. <laughs> oh, come on! It's like, you guys are lying to me! And like, I laughed out loud so yeah. hard when that happened. Because I loved you, it. again, you've had moments like this with your dad before. It's oh, like, God. oh, it's right there. It's no, right there, sorry. you know? Or you're trying to explain something that's clearly just easy right, to understand. right in front of your <laughs> yeah. face. Just push the button. What button? The button on the phone. The only thing. It the, says the button. The red button. It the says red button. button. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We've all been there. Again, so this is two sketches in a row, right? Where universe, universality, is that a word? Sure. 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 Universality of uh, the concept, right? We've all been there. And I, I think that's where they're shining. And it's, oh, escalation of absurd comedy, dude. Yes, 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 yes. We talk about that a lot on this this podcast, and this I think was a textbook you want to put in as an example of perfect escalation to the end of a sketch. It ended perfectly. It, it was wasn't just, too long. Keenan was Ugh. great. The one thing I will say, hey, we like this one. This one's don't don't. This scroll. isn't don't, this, don't, is, this don't, isn't a bad don't. thing about this sketch. Well, actually, no, but no. Well, because, actually, let me say oh, usually oh, when it starts with the one thing I will say, it's a one bad thing. Let me say two things. Okay, there's two oh, things. Well, two then. bad things. Two bad. I, things. I got five things. <laughs> no, no, I have two things. First of all, I will say as far as the logic of the setup is concerned. I was frustrated that they kept saying it's right over by the pine tree and they show the deer and there's not a single fucking pine tree near that damn deer. You're telling me you couldn't find a video of a deer standing near a pine tree that they could use for that video? There are a thousand nature documentaries on Netflix alone. Hey, hey Brad, go to IMDb and put it in this episode. I don't need to because I have a website that millions of people read and I tell people that I hate it. Did you see the rock? Did I mention it? Did you see the rocks? No. Did, did they Brad, also didn't have rocks, right? And I was equally upset it by that. It doesn't matter. It's you. If you're gonna set something up, if you're gonna mention specific details, put the details on the screen. Is it hard to be you? Yeah. Is it hard to find joy in everyday? It's activities? hard every day to see people half-assing something like this. Do you ever feel helpless, hopeless, or worthless? Absolutely, every single day. That's a sign. So of the other depression. thing, the other thing, and this was something that. Oh no, there's another. So this was something that was frustrating throughout the entire episode, and this is one. This is one of the things that I felt kind so of. So you didn't like this? Sketch. No, no, no. I love the sketch, but this this is a specific Megan the Stallion thing, because she Careful. Ha- because this is Ben's crush because she has this uh, persona and like style to present that always, no matter what, she has these very long nails on. It's something that she's known for. It's something that she always has. She clearly could not take them off just for SNL. So no matter what character she's playing, no matter what she's doing, she has these long ass nails on. And to me, it's a little detail, but it's also distracting because she has them in oh every single word. sketch. 
And it's it's something that that's like, your that's your complaint. I just for me it's a performance thing. Like I wish that there she she never seemed like with the exception of this sketch to ever drop the veneer that was Megan the Stallion. And for me that was a big part of what detracted from her performance as host throughout these episodes because she never entirely felt like she was really playing a character. She felt like she was almost always doing some variation on herself. And even something like that little detail like the nails for me, it's something that takes you out of it I think because it's like She's never not Megan the Stallion. Like that's yeah. she, she can't. She doesn't lose that part of her image, you know. Yeah, but I think Megan the Stallion is a character that they wanted to work into these sketches. Sure, right? but this sketch is not that character. I know, but and because they're gonna, so, she's and not it's clipper. But honestly, she, though, she wore a sweater, Brad. But it's they're not yeah. real nails either. I don't. I know, think. but I, I. What I'm saying is, she's not if they're gonna, real nails, then fine. I guess I'll be more forgiving. They're not about real. It. Nails. They're not real nails. Brad. I don't, you never know. No, they're not. There are some women who can grow their nails they're very long like that. They're not real nails, but they're also a bitch to put on and take off. Yeah, so she's I don't not think you do can just. Well, I guess don't do SNL then. Jeez. When it requires six or seven costume changes, and you got the and it's a spe- and the only, honestly, I probably wouldn't have noticed if it wasn't for this sketch when she's, she's pointing throughout the entire first half of the sketch. And, I mean, if they would have just written it into the sketch, like you know, I just got my nails done. They're very long. They're pointing at the deer. Like that, Hon- that honestly, and great. honestly, if, if they would have brought up the nails in every sketch, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on because that was a that was a silly criticism of the. Yes, sketch. it was. Was you it weirdo? Yes. Was it? Yes. Moving on. I'd like to be clear. This was not just a criticism of just the sketch. It was a criticism overall of what of Megan from Stallion. Megan Stallion's performance. All right. Girl Talk, <laughs> written by Mike Desenzo, Martin Hurley, John Higgins, Ben Marshall, and Ego Nuotum, a talk show host played by Ego Nuotum, gives out advice to her guests, Megan the Stallion, Bunky Johnson, and Andrew Smukes. Girl. Girl, I gotta say, this was a very bold choice to bring in a sketch from 1995. Girl, it would no. I see. I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't think it was funny. I like. I, I didn't love it, but I, I liked it it's, enough. It's a, a very, very like just simple it's paint by pre- numbers. Simple, very, very simple premise. You know, like even like bringing Andrew Dismukes in and the bro like, thing ha- was funny. Having him get shamed and then for yeah. saying it too, which is like, I saw all these jokes coming a mile away. It's did the, you pause and read the Ukraine thing? I, I paused long enough. I read to, the whole thing. It's a it, it was it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's awesome. It's a real criticism. It's a really nice, yeah. long way to put like what happened. Like you could print that out and be like, "Hey, do you not know what's going on with Russia and Ukraine? Read this." I agree. I didn't think this was a very good sketch. I yeah. mean, it was performed fine. There was nothing wrong with the performance. There wasn't a ton of comedy. I mean, the 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 premise is literally just interpreting one girl sure. differently, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, it's said with a different intonation. And I, I do think there is some of that in our language. I guess, with oh, intonation. yeah, for sure. I've seen it, it was way just, worse sketches, though. Like, like this, wasn't, this wasn't a shitty sketch. It was just fine. Pre-tapes. Uh, oh. Let's go to Please Don't Destroy Wellness, written by Martin Hurley, John Higgins, Ben Marshall. Three boys talk about things that they do to stay healthy, um, including what I do, intermittent sleeping. <laughs> So this, this, I have milkshakes every day. This, <laughs> this felt like so they they can't come up with a sketch idea, and and that's part of the thing, but it feels like a, a little too true. Like they, this this seemed to me it wasn't their best work. It seemed like they definitely did put something together, and I I wasn't the biggest fan of this one. This I thought felt, I yeah. thought it was funny because it got increasingly more absurd. Yep. Uh, I don't think it's one of their best, but I still thought it was very funny and definitely one of the better sketches of the night. Um, I think I'm comparing it across all their sketches. Uh, as sure, a, as a, it's as a, a high bar. I mean, and they, it is a high bar. Yeah, and, and so I, th- I don't think this is in their in their top fifty percent. I think is this is 
I think that's fair, but I think that like saying that this is one of the worst please don't destroy sketches is like saying like this is maybe like uh you know the the worst you know stake and we've talked about this before <laughs> this is you know the please don't destroy guys are great at absurdist humor this is what they do it did seem to me like this was for them as young writers on SNL three episodes in probably haven't slept much you know they've been if you've been listening to the show you know They've been writing their asses off. I mean, they have been. They've gotten a they've gotten ton on of a lot sketches of mm-hmm. into the first three episodes, um, and so I, I, I think there is probably some true to life stuff in there. Sure, like I bet that's where the sketch came from. Is they're not sleeping a lot. They're working a ton, but I also think that's what you do on SNL when you're yeah. young. That's why you only last for five to seven. Well, years, and there's, I think know? there's also, but there's also like, uh, like we've talked about with the, the previous two sketches, is there's a little bit of true to life stuff here too, because like you, when you do talk about this kind of stuff, and like you're among your friends and like you're all talking about how tired you are especially fucking you know at our age too like you do and yep. like, you know what i've been doing i've been i've been putting you know kiwis on my my sandwiches and you know like just like stupid bullshit Which like that it, it is right i mean especially because we're all we're at this age now where things are failing right yeah and, and we're more what? tired than we are <laughs> i am the pillar of health i am up are at you? i i sleep soundly like a drunken baby I wake no, up. you only sleep soundly when you're drunk. Yeah, and you're a failure of health. <laughs> oh, that's what the word is. Sorry. Okay, continue. But you do hear from people, and I'm always interested when people are like, yeah, I'm like, oh, you lost 20 pounds. Tell me how you did it. Oh, well, I, hopefully- put, I put coffee in my socks, and I, I drape <laughs> yeah. my, my socks over my eyes. You know, I, just a little bit of cinnamon in what? I just say a little bit of cinnamon <laughs> when I wake up. <laughs> And so there is a little bit of that where I'm like, oh, fad diets are so dumb. But tell me how you did yours, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And so, All right, that's I, I fair. I, that's I, fair, I, guys. You know, that's how upon, I interpreted yeah. the sketch. Uh, also, that's why I found it funny. Uh, the one thing that I did, like, aside from the absurd escalation of the sketch, was, like, they had random cuts to, like, some of the hilarious expressions on their faces, especially Martin Hurley. There were, like, a couple cuts to him where he was just, like, cross-eyed with his eyes he open. Does like, it was, do that. It was so good. Yeah, uh, they, so they are, are you changing good. your tune on this? Do you think I, this I'm was- changing my tune to say that this still wasn't one of their better sketches. Was it one of the better ones in this episode? Yes. Okay. All right, moving on. It is time for Weekend Update with Colin Joseph and Michael Chang. <laughs> Stop That's trying to make song. it a thing. That's Stop my new song. <laughs> you have to accept it. All right, uh, with guests, um, we'll get into Actually, we'll get into that. Um, so... Let's go to Brad for our regular our update in- on interplay between the. Hosts. Did they show enough romantic love? Did they in this? Actually, I will say. Enough. Tell me. Wait. Tell me if I am actually learning what you're talking okay, about. Okay. Okay. I didn't think they did to this episode. I thought that there wasn't a ton of interplay. I saw. Okay, and I'll say. Okay. Here's my guess. Yeah. yeah. I saw one specific moment that I think that Brad. Because I watched this now. With did his they lock mind. eyes or something? No, or? there was a moment where Jost was going to get into his joke, and Che had just finished his, and Che kind of gave an aside to the audience where he didn't really say anything, but you could tell off camera he was doing something, and Jost was waiting a few beats, and it was kind of this little unspoken you just, thing. You just, you just eat that up, don't you? So I, I did Is that like what you, it was? I did, I did like that a little bit, and I, and Nate, you are well. right. There was not a lot of like interplay or banter between the two this time. Even, even the laughing like at each other's jokes and like stuff like that. There wasn't much. But you were Thing though, right? Or yes. they, or where they, they start the joke and then they start laughing again because the thing, right. the guy, yeah, no, there wasn't a lot. Yeah, of that. but I will say, 
I think that weekend update overall was probably like the best part of this entire jokes episode. Hit. Yeah, it was jokes very, very. There was some very good, good. there's some really good edgy stuff. There was there was a couple dark things. Um, what's the what's the dark one that I that they I mean I remember thinking to myself, "Holy shit." There was one joke in particular um, that was that got a real groan from the audience, and I just it can't. I'm not bringing it up. Right was it the one where Che was like, uh, it was um, National like No Bra Day, and he yes. was and he was like, he's like, and I celebrated by not supporting women. Yep. Yeah, like, it's a bra joke, you know, yeah. and it is, it and it is was a bra funny. Joke. It's a hilarious joke. Uh, but yeah, I thought Weekend Update um, overall was fantastic, especially when it came to the uh, the guests at the desk. Yes, and we're going to get into those in a second. I will say, though, one more comment about Che and Jost. It's interesting. We know now that they're not head writers this season, right? And I have seen Jost and Che both writing more sketches this season. Mm. Uh, they've uh, Che, I think, has a sketch in this episode. Jost wrote the one that we enjoyed, I think it was last episode, with the new cast members. Uh, it was a pre-tape. Um, so it's really interesting to me to see these two guys take a step back from being head writers yeah. and move into kind of just... I, I, I predict, I don't know this, I predict this is their last season. I don't know this. But they're kind of going back to where they where they started a little bit. Yeah. So um, moving on then to the actual bits from uh, Weekend Update. Weekend no. Update. No, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. All right, let's start with Debbie Hole and Stacey Bussey on Disney's Hocus Pocus 2, written by Rosebud Baker, Jimmy Fowley, and Ben Silva. Two Texas mothers, Debbie Hole, played by Chloe Feynman, and Stacey Bussey, played by Heidi Gardner. Stop by Weekend Update. I do update. want to say, I'm pretty sure it's Bussey. Bussey, sorry. Yeah. Bussey. <laughs> to stop by Weekend Update to discuss their concerns about Disney's reboot of Hocus Pocus. Let's first talk about the actual parody of this. Did you did you see the news clip of what they're parodying. Absolutely, I did because this is about movies and I love seeing crazy fucking people say stupid shit about movies like this. <laughs> Boy, do I have a podcast for you. All right. Fox News. <laughs> I uh, actually didn't know that this was a. Oh yeah, no. This oh, is yeah. a parody. Even this the is... even the names are parodies because the woman in question is a real Texas woman who was all over news programs complaining about Hocus Pocus being satanic, trying to take uh, the souls of kids and stuff like that. And her name was Jamie Gooch. <laughs> so that's why the names are Debbie Hole and Stacy Bussy. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, so not not only was this gr- great, you know, what was the other was there another woman? No, just, no, just one. Rebecca they- Taint. <laughs> <laughs> but but so what I love about the sketch is aside from it, you know, perfectly lampooning what happened really in the news, yeah. the fact that it they, this went to like a whole other level. This back and forth between Chloe Feynman and Heidi Gardner reminded me of like the glory days of when you know Kate McKinnon and AD Bryant were at their best together. Yeah, like there was phenomenal comedic chemistry between these two, especially when Chloe Feynman demon stuff when she gets possessed incredible. and like, And if you watch too, you can see Chloe Feynman had to close her eyes when she was staring at Heidi Gardner because there's no way she was going to be able to look into her eyes and not laugh while that was happening. Uh, Heidi was about to break too. They yeah. were both right on the edge, and it was perfect. For me, you think Hocus Pocus is Satan? For me, <laughs> for me, I too am crazy about family, church, and laughter. So, <laughs> but you're a normal, good person. <laughs> no, I love this. I love this. Yeah. I, I loved it so much because there are those obviously 
crazy people of faith and it was such a texas like news story too yeah like and i um, also love by the way that that's a texas accent for sure and it's not a complete southern draw it's just there yep and it 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 wasn't the whole point of the character to have that huge southern accent it was just they were playing literally two women from texas and they were they just they were just so fucking good at it yeah they were great uh i i do want to see because they were together, uh, those two, uh, Heidi Gardner and Chloe Feynman, are together in a sketch later that we're going to talk about. And I'm, I'm kind of loving this two, this pairing. Yeah, here. I hope that they, this is like becomes a new like dynamic between them because we haven't really, as far as I remember, we haven't really seen well, them. Nobody had the opportunity to do this yep. last year. There were 35 people on the show. So but, but, but when he, it happened, it didn't happen often. Well, but Kate and Adi always got to do stuff, and like I just. I, I don't remember ever seeing Chloe and Heidi do something like this together, and so yeah, same. Yeah, yeah so I, I hope that this is like the beginning of something. There were thirty five people on the show last year. Oh Brad. boy, my favorite line when this whole thing was talking about kids' souls getting sucked off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, so the new cast members, the first two, uh, Michael Longfellow and. Marcelo Hernandez, they're all getting their time behind the Weekend Update desk to do some stand-up, essentially. Mm -hmm. And this week it was Devin Walker on adjusting to New York City. What did you guys think of this one? So I don't think that it was quite as strong as Marcelo uh, or Michael's. There there was something good here. He did finish stronger than he started. He did. He did. It did feel like maybe he was a little bit nervous up top. I I think that's what it was. And any time it's your first time at the desk like that, I think it's going to be you know tough tough to deal with. Marcelo and Michael definitely handled it a little bit better. And that was rare that you're that good on your first time. So yeah. So he. I thought it was fine. I thought it was a funny bit. There was some good stuff here. Uh, Like Ben said, ended stronger. Didn't start off so strong, but still a pretty good. Absolutely. Pretty good for his first time. The desk. Yeah, I was I was happy with how that went. You know what? I really am happy that they're doing this, and I I hope it's by design. Honestly, yeah. I hope they're like, you know what? Maybe we made a little bit of a mistake last year, and, and maybe even the year before, by kind of hiding away, by these. not including Aristotle. Well, honestly, like not giving them more of a, a piece at, at the desk right off the bat. Yeah, and especially for Aristotle because they just they had him do his character he brought with him. So I I think that if you push people out into the spotlight and see if they sink or swim, that's a great idea. But if you don't allow them to do that. And and it's hiding behind a character like Aristotle did. It isn't the way to do that. These are stand-ups, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was well, and that's not to say Atari is not a stand-up either. I, I don't know if his background is a stand-up. Well, he does do stand-up, but his but his stand-up style, t- I think, typically involves stuff similar to the stuff that he does with characters. That's what I was gonna say because because he um, d- he did do Angelo. Yeah, on, on Angelo. Stage, you know, that was, was something. Yeah, something he brought with him. Yeah, he is a robot in real life, so that does make sense. D- the stand-up robot bit was hilarious. I I loved that bit when it happened. So. But again, though, very different than these guys yeah. that are traditional stand-up comedian for sure hey i have watched devin walker do other stand-up before i went and watched some of his stand-up when he got announced he's a very gifted yeah, stand-up he's got some great stuff this was not his strongest but that does not mean that he's not going to come back i think it was funny yeah but exactly it, it was almost a rarity that the first two were as good as they yeah, are hernandez episodes. would crush it i he, still yeah. think about that like that well Longf- was, longfellow did too no he was funny but, I think but, you but mean long bottom <laughs> but hernandez i mean i i so I think that I can tell when when I really enjoy a sketch is that I'll do it for other people. Obviously, with Hernandez, I'm not doing the voice, but uh, just explaining why it was so funny. You should watch this one because he did this and it's this, and I did that with Hernandez's bit about Dominican baseball players. Yeah, I've told like three or four people about it. Like, oh, have you seen that? Oh, yeah, you should watch that. And so that's how I know in my own head that I really liked it. Yeah, and I'm not going to do that necessarily about this one. Right, that's fair. 
All right, moving on. Workout class written by Chloe Feynman, Jimmy Fowley, Heidi Gardner, and Jake Norwin. We're going to talk a little bit about this because this is a, a little bit we of We have a, a scandal. Alert. We've got a scandal. We, we do. So a workout class is led by three different teachers, Megan Thee Stallion, Heidi Gardner, and Chloe Feynman with very different styles. Now, I'm going to say this. I liked this sketch Brad did not, and there's a reason. Brad is explained to him why. So, so what, let's, what let's did talk the try about... guys have to do with it? <laughs> all right, so first of all, let's talk about how we watch SNL. Uh, I watch it by watching the live recording through my YouTube TV subscription, which is the same way you would watch it if you had a cable subscription and you recorded it on your DVR. However, you can also watch SNL by simply watching all of the individual sketches as they're released on YouTube, because SNL puts every single sketch from a show uh, with the exception of a couple due to music rights every now and then. Uh, but most of the time, every single sketch makes it on after the episode's debut. And that's how you usually, watch it, right, Nate? Yeah. Usually, I'm watching those YouTube clips before I go to bed on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so they post them and then right I away. watch it on Sunday on the cock. Peacock. Peacock. That the, people do call it oh, the cock. they do call it the cock. Now, uh, for those of you now, that Nate, don't know, it's peacock. When, when you watch the individual sketches, do you mm. watch them in the order in which they aired? No, because they don't post them in the order that they're aired. See, so you... Are doing it wrong. Are doing it wrong, <laughs> first of all. That that actually kind of drives me crazy, especially because... Of course it does. It's rare. Of course it but does. But sometimes there are things that they do build upon with the sketches. And also, you don't get an idea of the momentum of the show as it unfolded, whether or not it started strong or got better or anything like that. So that's weird to me, and I wish you would stop. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. I've got a limited time to prepare for the show, I and it, I, I watch the sketches when I can, and it's mm -hmm. typically when I'm in bed, almost yeah. asleep. So, Sunday. but just so we're clear, like trust your opinion less than both mine and, and Ben's. <laughs> That's fair. I'll go with that. But yeah. no. So anyway, so uh, occasionally, I love the, the way the way you say, and, and that frustrates me. I know it. What doesn't frustrate? Like, me? Yeah, seriously. I mean, you, Megan the Stallion's nails and the way you watch SNL. You know, get some bigger grievances, buddy. That I think I can watch film on my. My camera or on my phone and it's just yeah. as good as the theater they give you a bag on southwest airlines you put it in the bag <laughs> you watch the movie so so what i've noticed uh in recent years ever since they started putting individual sketches on youtube is that sometimes if a sketch does not go particularly well technically during the live broadcast they will occasionally use the recording from dress rehearsal because they do record dress rehearsal when it happens uh so that they do have some of the sketches that make it live to air and they have occasionally replaced sketches that have um had problems with weird cuts or where like something went went wrong on set and it kind of interrupted the flow of the sketch it's usually not anything that is a, a big departure from the sketch that actually aired during live. And so I've only noticed it a couple to couple times when I've rewatched sketches on YouTube to like refresh myself or like pick up a specific detail that I wanted to comment on. However, this one, I think, is the most egregious reshaping of a sketch that went very poorly during live, and they used the dress rehearsal version on YouTube. Because the dress rehearsal version, if you watch the sketch on YouTube, has a completely different setup that introduces the class that's at the center of this workout class sketch and doesn't have any of the technical mistakes that aired live. And what aired live for the first two minutes was a complete fucking disaster. Because uh, I don't know if there was a camera that was out, if there was a glitch in the control room, but they kept cutting to the wrong people for the first five or six cuts of the sketch to where someone was talking and the person on screen was not the person that was Megan supposed the to Stallion be. Megan Thee Stallion a couple yeah. times. And she literally looks at the camera like, 
come on, what are you looking at? Yeah, me for? exactly. Like, so it ruined the flow of the sketch for me. It had no momentum. It, it got her out of it as well. Yeah, it, and it it, to, it it threw off the ryth- her rhythm and like it just it messed up the entire sketch. If you watch the YouTube version, it's a pretty decent sketch. If you saw the live version, it was bad, and that's why watch it on the cock. <laughs> it was a pretty good, pretty good version. Did they put? Did, did they put the? Yeah, I didn't see any of the mistakes. Oh, really? Yeah, but I and you watch and, and it's like a is it like a stream of the actual episode? Yeah, on on Sunday. That's interesting. So so if you watch it on Peacock the next day, I have yeah. heard, no no I've heard I've even heard in reading some things and listening to podcasts about SNL that they they probably put that dress rehearsal one in before it even aired on the West Coast. That's possible as well. I, I, I think that's what happened. And then the live yep. stream was the one on the West Coast. On Peacock the next day. Yeah, then right. Peacock because it, it goes the that next, one. Yep, maybe that's interesting. I do. Want, I, I'll have to talk to some people who, who watch on the West Coast and like record. Are you going to talk to Lauren? Call Lauren. Yeah, Lauren's on the West Coast. What are no, you talking you, about? You're big. I know, but just talk to people. Just talk anyway, to people. you said talk. But to yeah, people. so this was this was supremely frustrating for me because this that made this sketch bad for me. It actually made it so that I named this as like my worst sketch in my. See, review. And that's one of the reasons, that, Brad, that you watch it uh, SNL wrong. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't maybe do it watch on YouTube. it the way we watch it, and then you'll enjoy it better. Interesting. So. I mean, it's an interesting perspective, which is also wrong. Let's we'll see. But, you know. I had a better time watching that sketch than you did, so. I thought it was a good sketch, actually. Yeah, but all you, the only reason you watched it and you said this out loud is because you loved Megan Thee Stallion shaking her ass. I didn't say that was the only reason I liked the sketch. <laughs> I said it was the main reason. But, yeah, this was, I mean, this was very clearly a sketch that was, like, even if even if it is a pretty good sketch without the the flaws, it was one of those that was very easily leaning into Megan the Stallion's personality, like also, and like, and like well, everyone everyone cheering while she's twerking but hold and on. all this stuff. That that was the easy bait, but then the flat butt twins. Sure, that's yeah. the that's and, the, and, the, and, the and awesome part. Yeah, and Chloe Feynman and Heidi Gardner again prove that they are a pretty good duo together. And if if the sketch had gone better, I might I, have appreciated it more. I don't know what's more impressive. The fact that they were able to use a prosthetic so that Chloe Feynman had literally an, an inverted ass, like like flatter than I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know if that's more impressive, or they tried to do the same thing with my best friend and future wife, sorry, Bailey, Heidi Gardner, and they still couldn't do it because she still had a little bit of a booty. So, And what's interesting is that Chloe, uh-huh. Chloe Feynman's was done so well that it looked like her front. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> when the camera just cut to her, I was like, is she standing forwards yeah. or backwards? It was so weird. Yeah. There was something though that kind of took me out of the sketch. Was it Megan the Stallion's nails? <laughs> no, because it fits for this version. Ugh, you know? No, for years I've been wondering this, and it kind of reminded me. I I haven't been thinking about it a lot lately, but it, it reminded me as I watched it. Do you guys think I have a pancake butt? Because <laughs> I've been wondering that. Because like I kind of have a little bit of a Hank Hill butt. That's um, really funny. <laughs> most of the time when I see you, yeah, I don't see your butt because you're sitting in front of me somewhere so i can't say next time i stand up i hate to, i hate i hate to <laughs> i think i do have a hang i hate to see you go buddy but i love to watch you leave and i'll be looking love you buddy all right it's funny because uh when that when the poster for the super mario brothers movie came out mm-hmm. uh, oh that was funny there were some observations because mario historically uh has a nice bubble he's butt. got a badunka yeah <laughs> He's got he's got a a set of pipes. By on the his way, backside. it is so nerdy, like uh, video gamers. And people like, did say they were they were like, <laughs> yes. "Well, it looks like they gave Mario the old Hank Hill treatment." <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> hey, some of us have to live like that every day. Yeah, and his, right? and if you look at that poster, his jeans look soggy. <laughs> Dang it, Mario! <laughs> yeah, I actually have to wear a belt. Okay, and something on his backside to give him a butt. I listen. I fill out some. I fill out some shorts, boys. Yeah, but that's that's when you shit your pants. (laughs) 
No, it's because Carrie Kirk's been making me lift weights, and I got. I got and you shit your pants. I got the thick thighs. Oh boy. And the and the nice glutes. You got those thunder thighs. All right, moving on. Drunk Ben the Stallion. Oh, yuck. (laughs) Retape women's charity, an ad for a women's charity depicts the hardships, chilly single women experience in the winter. Before we talk about this, I thought we'd talk about something that I have, it's been on my mind. Our ex-girlfriends. No, I want to talk about, because I did post this on Facebook. Have you guys turned the heat on in your house? Ben, you have. We're at your house right now. The heat is on, correct? The heat is on. Dun, 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 dun. Heat on is on. Dun, on dun, the bat, move. Bat, bat. Yes, it's on. What's it, what it set at? We, yeah, what, that's the next so question. First, first question, uh, when did we turn the heat on? Yeah. And that was uh, literally three days ago. Okay. Was the first time we turned the heat on. Um, for about a week, we had uh, left the air conditioning off because I like to keep it like 68 in the house. And Is so Bailey always cold? Yes, always. She has a heated blanket she sleeps with on or under. And um, and she's got a, or a, a just space heater guys, at work. Just in between you guys. And she has a man who sleeps with her as well. <laughs> and then what was the second part of that question? What, what temperature is that? Yeah, what temperature uh, do you keep your house? I think tonight it is set to 70. Oh, okay. What about you, Brad? So uh, when it's been getting chillier in the night, like in the 40s or so like that, it's uh, we switch it over to heat mode, but we keep it at like 70. So it's not like really heating up the house. At night? Yeah. What what do you keep it at during the day? You, seven, a, ball, a balmy forties and forty nine. So so if it's <laughs> the windows so, open. So if it's warmer, like in the upper sixties or into the seventies, like as it was the end of summer into fall, we'll keep we'll keep it at seventy, but we have the air on. So that way if it does get a little bit hot, it still keeps it at seventy. In the thick of the winter, do you keep it at seventy? I try to. Bailey disagrees and sometimes it's at seventy two. Okay. Yeah, we usually put it at seventy two when it's like the heat of winter. Okay. The heat of winter? Yeah, like when it's like really cold. <laughs> <laughs> moving, moving on. Moving hey, the fuck on. What did you guys think about this sketch? It, did it hit? It was mildly amusing. This felt like a, a very, like, just like somewhat. By the way, this is written by Dan Bull and Michael Che. I don't know if I said that. But yeah, yeah, it was just kind of a charming sketch, I guess you could say. Like, I, I think this is the first time that I kind of like missed. Some of the older cast members, I guess, like older, like just from the past few years, I could have seen like you know uh, Beck Bennett doing something with this a little bit more, or I don't know. I just I, I didn't think that the the cast did anything special with it. I just don't think the sketch itself was particularly special. It was a very basic premise. You know, we I all didn't mind it. Anyone who has dated knows that sometimes you're significant other steals like your sweatshirts and stuff like that, and so like. It's just like it's just a it's a thing like and this was a thing where like a true to life thing wasn't necessarily particularly hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Typically, SNL does these things where they do take a a, a trivial true to life thing that nobody really thinks about on a day to day basis. Yeah, and can can bring some humor out of it, and then you start thinking about oh yeah, no, that is. I don't think they got to that for me. Yeah, the, part, um, the only part that I really like actually laughed at, and it wasn't like a guffaw; it was just like a chuckle. Is when they like listed the different hoodies, and it was like Slipknot, yep. Dunder Mifflin, yep. you know, that which, kind of thing. Which really did seem, yeah, yeah. like. But again, I I thought that actually this still needed to be workshopped a little bit because I think there was some humor there to be found that got left out. Yeah, um, it has some humor; it just wasn't great. All right, moving on. Class sketch written by Vanessa Jackson, Egona Wodum, Streeter Seidel. I don't think Streeter wrote any of them except this one this week. Usually he writes quite a few more. All right, things don't go as expected for a substitute teacher, played by Egona Wodum. When she takes over a class at a school in the city, with it start also Punky Johnson, Megan The Stallion, and Devin Walker as the students. What did you guys think? Uh, I thought it was okay. 
It seemed weird that they put this sketch in the 10 to 1 spot and had the deer sketch uh, so early on. I would have flip-flopped them. But then again, this sketch isn't as strong as the deer sketch, and I'm kind of happy they realized that, (laughs) and they put it it so early in the night. So, like, it's it's weird how that works. But um, this it's a decent enough parody of, like, what you've come to expect from satirizing movies like Stand and Deliver and Dangerous Minds. A lot of these like uh, uh, late 80s, early 90s films yeah, that were you like, know? yeah. And I, I appreciate that it wasn't just this, this, the same kind of like a thing where they were like making fun of the the formula of having like the white savior coming yeah. in. And it was a black teacher still talking to, you know, black students like this and making this assumption. And it was amusing the way it unfolded. I just, I hoped that there would be a little bit more to it than than what it became because it felt like it was just kind of, the same joke over and over again of where like she keeps saying the wrong things about these kids and, and not the, understanding that they're I advanced. I wish that the, the, the escalation part of this would have been like if she says like, and you know, I'm not like everybody else. I don't think you're dumb. And then the next iteration of that could have been, I'm not like everybody. I don't think you're the dumbest people that have ever walked the face of the stupid earth. Like if she just really started getting mean with it yeah. or done something different. But you're right. It was just the same thing over and over again until the rugs pulled out from it. And then it's like, now she's the dumb one. Okay. How do you spell that? Yeah. I don't know. It was whatever. The one part that I thought was really funny was when she called uh, Megan Thee Stallion La, La Quantisha or something. And yeah. she was, My name's Amy. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. There was a couple of good one-liners, some zingers in there, but I agree there wasn't a ton of escalation. It was performed well. Megan Thee Stallion did well, but it, it didn't really hit me. Yeah. yeah You're not going to remember that next week. Yeah. No. All right. Uh, let's go to favorite. We'll do favorite sketch of the night first, and then we'll go to the deer. Yeah, the deer. The deer was the best for me as well. Absolutely, uh, I thought it was really great. Top and notch. If, if you don't think so, you're wrong. Yeah, you don't understand comedy. What I also liked about it is it wasn't parody. It was it was just original, all yeah. original creativity and absurd and wonderful mm-hmm. and silly. I loved it. Good stuff. All right, cast member of the night. Who would you give it to? I think I like Bo and Yang. Really? Yeah. I really liked him in the uh, pre-tape. Uh, it, I think he was very strong there. Mm-hmm. He carried that, and it was one of the better sketches of the night. Okay. Uh, and then I also liked him in the uh, exercise thing. Uh, he was just, he's always good. Yeah. He was solid. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it uh, to uh, the pair of Heidi Gardner and Chloe Feynman. Okay, uh, see, you, you're give he, one. he won. No, no. First of all, I'm the one who came up with the MVP option. I've been doing it in my reviews for years, and you every still now do and it then, in your review, and every no, and every now and then, <laughs> <laughs> I had been doing it for years, is what you meant to say. And every and every now and then, I would pick more than one person if it applied. And in this case, having a duo such as Feynman and Gardner show up and like really bring it like this, because even in the bad sketch, they are still funny together. But here's the thing: is I was going to pick Chloe Feynman. Why don't you just pick Heidi Gardner? Because I want both of them to. I know, but you can pick no, because it's no, because them together. What about Bo and Yang? It's them together. What about Bo and Yang? He was pretty good. So yeah, I was gonna pick Chloe Feynman, um, and I I picked her a little bit over Heidi Gardner because of Nancy Pelosi. She did a good Nancy Pelosi. See, um, and so she she wins out slightly, just slightly, sure. um, Because I didn't think I didn't think Heidi Gardner's role in that opening sketch was as good as. You know, she played um, Dick Cheney's daughter, uh, Liz Cheney. Um, I didn't think that was great. Sure. It wasn't a great performance. But I didn't can care we, about that sketch at all. So can I we know. all agree that uh, moving into the season, now that we're seeing 
kind of who's going to get the screen time, it will dynamically shift when Cecily Strong comes back, right? I hope so. It will. It'll be a nice. It'll be a nice. No, no. It, I mean, I, I, there, I mean yeah. it will. But like, we're seeing these pairings. We're seeing Bo and Yang get a lot of screen time. We're seeing, you know, this is all good stuff. Yeah, Mikey Ego Dewodin's getting a lot. Ego Dewodin's and and well deserved. Yeah, Mikey Day's kind of taking a step back a little bit. He has not been in everything like last year. I mean, he was like every single sketch last yeah. year. Yeah, and he's is he writing a lot though still? Uh, don't think so. I mean, so, he's written some. I know. I that's but. the biggest thing that I've I've noticed is not the the departure of him, but he's he's really taking a back seat yeah. this year so far. And I'm interested to see when Cecily comes back what that means yeah. for the whole cast dynamic. But right now, uh, Chloe Feynman and Heidi are, are leading the way with Ego right there. Well, this sketch, I think, we're like this was a great showcase of the of like the diverse part of SNL's cast because like w- because Megan Thee Stallion was the host and because they based so much around her and her dynamic and personality, it did allow them to do more like uh, racially based humor and stuff that allowed Keenan and Punky and Ego to really like get more of a spotlight because they did stuff. Yeah, Punky speci- was in a lot. This yeah, this, they, they did stuff right. specifically based around black characters and black family, and so it was that specific level of humor that allowed them to do that. And I wish that was something that ha- would happen more often, not just because you have a black host that allows you to lean into it more um but you know that's so that's ben, snl's kind of history i guess ben you didn't love the brendan gleason episode um i think you did like miles teller i don't remember how would you guys rank the first three episodes of snl this season brendan gleason the best miles teller second this one the last um i agree with brad that's how i would go but i would say if yours ranking isn't ours it's wrong I'd say that Brendan Gleeson's episode was very good. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't say very good last time. You said it was okay. He didn't really complain very much about the episode overall. Yeah, you know, he got mad at me because I said I thought it was the best episode, or it was a great episode, and then I said one sketch was just decent, and you got you jumped all over me, and I was really hurt by that. Yeah, we'll talk out there. Uh, so <laughs> I thought, no, I mean, uh, now that I have three to compare it to, right? You've got the yep. first two episodes. I think that it goes probably... Yeah, one, Take two, your three. Take <laughs> It's really good on my guys. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three? Hmm? Oh, that's wrong, but... Like, Miles Tellers was the best, and then Brendan Gleeson, and then... There's some... One. I thought Miles the, wor- the, the, lo- the lows of Miles Teller... I, I, I actually they, almost... They had a lot more peaks and valleys. Yeah, I almost, sure. yeah. I, I almost put this third fair. one equal, because there was... I thought there were some good sketches in this. No, one. I won't put the third one equal at all. I think I think the, the you hi- just don't. I think the highs of the Miles Teller episode are better than the highs of the Megan Thee Stallion episode. But I think the lows of the Miles Teller episode are lower than the lows of the Brendan Gleeson. No, we don't have the. Well, I, I don't think there's lows in the Brendan Gleeson episode, really. I think there was some okay sketches. Yeah, I don't no, think there, I think there was only one sketch where I was like, I was like, oh, this is a bad sketch. It was Why just did like, you guys love the photographer bit so much? But he liked it better I liked than I did. It. I thought it was hilarious because it's really funny. <laughs> I, I, I laugh at jokes. So what can I say? <laughs> All right. Do you have a favorite sketch of this season yet? Oh, a favorite sketch of the season? Of the season? Yeah. Probably the uh, the new cast members bit from the second episode. That was really, really, really funny. I think that Hernandez's Weekend Update bit that was one, my favorite so far. Yeah. I, I, I Both so of those- good. Were so good. I would probably again go with the new cast members because it was it was so creative. I quit. You know, <laughs> screw you both. I quit. You know what? But you know what? Found another co-host. But I, I think that was really good. It was too, really ben. good. It was. It was really good. I can understand that being number one as well. All right. What do we have coming up? We don't have an episode next week. 
We don't. Yeah, we're taking a break, uh, but we will we'll be back after the October 29th we episode. We will be back. We will be back uh, <laughs> after the October 29th episode, which will be another double duty episode where uh, rapper Jack Harlow will be pulling host and musical guest duties. I knew more about Megan Thee Stallion than I do Jack Harlow. Yes, ben, I agree. Ben, sing a, song, a Jack Harlow song for me. Uh, is is Jack Harlow uh, <laughs> white or black? He's white. Okay. Uh, uh, is that uh, going to determine what kind of voice you do? <laughs> no, no. That, that question was locked. Sorry. Right, that right. question was locked and the loaded. The edit button. <laughs> no, I am on no, the no, edit no. button just that, to be sure. That just in case. was locked. Well, in- here I go. I'm going to do a rap and I'll Blizzard do a man. little bit it's of tappity tap. It's Blizzard Man. <laughs> Blizzard Man from <laughs> SNL. Come on, guys. No, I had that question locked and loaded before you asked me uh, that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't. I know nothing. Literally nothing about this person. Is he acting or something? Now? I don't. I, don't I think know he is. is. I mean, he I'm sure he's now? great. I'm sure he's great. No, he's in the new White Man Can't Jump movie. Is he really? Yeah, he's actually. He is the white man that can't jump. <laughs> <laughs> He's the titular character. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, yeah. No, I'm. I, I'm sure we'll find out. My name's Jack Harlow, and I'm here to say I'm going to host <laughs> SNL in the most fun way. But <laughs> right, yeah. we, 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 we got to land this plane before it gets out of out of control. We'll talk more about Jack Harlow uh, after he hosts. After we, I learn we'll, something, we'll about learn him. more about him. I'll, you know what, guys? Before uh, next week, I will listen to one Jack Harlow song. Well, there's a good chance we might have accidentally oh, I, already heard I, Jack Harlow songs, and I just don't know. That's fair. Some like a few years ago, somebody was like, "Have you heard the Chainsmokers?" And I was like, "I don't know what that is." And then they're like, "It's this song." And I was like, "Oh, I listen to that all the time." <laughs> oh yeah, it's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> all right, hey, like, Ethan, subscribe, Ethan share. Anderton, where can they find you, buddy? Uh, on slashroom.com, writing about uh, Saturday Night Live after every new episode on Sunday mornings, sometimes afternoons. Uh, at Ethan underscore Anderton on the Twitter. Uh, and yeah, just uh, go ahead and check out the podcast on uh, where you're listening to it right now or other places if your friends don't like this app and rate us five stars and subscribe and tell your friends and family. Nate, where can people find you, buddy? Uh, I'm online. Uh, You can find me there. And uh, again, as my dear, beloved co-host and friend and uh, uh, part-time lover said, please rate us. Please share the stuff. It, It just... There's no other way. It of makes us feel good when out. we see that people are actually. We, we did see yeah. some good comments about it, uh, and the listenership for awesome. this season is still strong. But it helps us if you could share it and tell people that you know. Because again, we love we love building the community of Absolutely. SNL for the nerds like us that just love this yeah. show as much as we do. So you can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all there. Just search out Nate Locks. Sure. All right, boys and girls, you got to end the show, Nate. Hey, boys. First, I love you. Second. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Bye-bye.